0: You're listening to the Bride Chilla podcast, helping bride chillers and groom chillers plan their wedding, minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time. Welcome,
1: welcome, bride chillers, groom chillers, and others. That sounded accusatory. Everyone is welcome on the Bride Chilla podcast. <laughs> professional, and you can hear a lovely little giggle. My lovely friend, Christina, from Plan the Day is joining me today to co-host the show. And uh, you probably can tell by the title of the show, we're talking money. Who pays for what, and how do you talk about it? It's such a huge topic, and I'm so happy to have you here, Christina, to take some of the burden of talking about all this.
0: Well, I sure hope I can, so hopefully... (laughs) Can help you all bride chillas, groom chillas, and others out. And others. <laughs> I don't know why I had to say it like that. And others. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> We're a very welcoming
1: community, the bride chilla community. But I know talking about money uh, is not always easy. It can sometimes make people feel very uncomfortable. Yep. Which is why you know you know it's not often talked about. Which is why we have to talk about it.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a great point the aspect of you just kind of have to do it you know you just kind of have to have that conversation and a good thing to kind of a good way to kind of bring it up is say hey is this a good time for us to talk about budgeting for our wedding planning or is this a good time for us to talk about like what we're going to have our bridesmaids and groomsmen's responsible for money-wise versus what we're going to cover you know Mm -hmm. and man if you can just do that up front then you can even tell your bridesmaids and your groomsmen what to expect before and when they say yes before or even when they say yes just say hey we just want to be up front we just want to let you know here's what you can expect like we know you've been in a ton of weddings like You know, we're excited and we hope that you are just as excited as we are. But we know that there's a financial piece to it and we just want to lay it all out there. I think just being up front can even make people just feel better, too. Like, I feel like if I would have done that, I would have felt calmer about it and not been thinking, oh, I wonder what they're thinking or I wonder if they feel this is too much. You know, like you get in your head. So Mm. and they may and they may feel the same way, too, you know. I totally agree, Christina, because this is the thing. I think
1: because we're not used to talking about money and what happens and who's paying for what. And I think this is such a good conversation to have. You just brought up the the fact about um, friends and bridesmaids and grooms people and all these other grooms people, groomsmen. Uh, (laughs) Maybe there are grooms people. Let's not judge. Um, Of course there are. (laughs) <laughs> Whoever you want. Uh, but also, I suppose the bigger conversation uh, that I'm going to throw in here is also talking about money between family and friends. If you're having people contribute to the wedding, it can be such a totes orks like I'm a 14-year-old combo. Uh, look at me. Right. To have. And let's. I'm glad you kicked it off by talking about bridesmaids especially because there's really a lot nowadays expected of your gal pals to come along and pay for activities and lots of surprises. And it's really nice and generous, but you get to the point where it's like, who's paying for all this stuff? How are we going to afford it?
0: It's confusing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of information out there and I think it can get information overload. Mm. So like one thing I do want to make sure that I mention is there's no rules when it comes to this. You really have to figure out what's going to work best for you and your fiance, but also, you know, your friends and your family, you know, the dynamic, what's going to, what's going to make sense for everyone too? you know, like, yes, you need to think about yourself and your fiance, but this is also a big part of this is like bringing all your friends and family together. You're all going to celebrate together. It's a celebration. So you also have to think about that dynamic and think about everyone as a whole, you know, um, mm. you kind of got to do with what's going to work best for that dynamic. Right. So, cause every dynamic is different. Every family is different. And I actually spoke with a, uh, plan the day bride recently, um one of our clients and she just you know she needed some advice so we hopped on a call and she said hey you know we're having a destination wedding and i am you know we're having people come and stay here and you know my family is comfortable paying for the bridal party and the groomsmen and close family and friends for this little they only have so many rooms, right? So they have this little area that they're all going to stay in, this, like, little cabin area. And then they're going to have the rest of the guests stay in, um, like, another hotel, right? Well, they couldn't cover, I guess, like, every single person staying in the cabin. Like, they could cover, like, a good amount of, like, close family, right? But they couldn't cover everyone. Um, or they were trying to figure out ways, like, they just felt, like, financially we technically could but it would just be a lot so how do we kind of bring that up like what do we say you know so i was kind of giving her some ideas you know of just in a nice way just putting it out there you know and one of the ideas i gave her was well hey like what if you just let them know hey we you know um we have decided to pay for the rooms you know Um, For this many people but we're finding that it's financially becoming to be a lot if you're okay with it do you mind paying for the room for you know for the night and we don't expect a gift in return we just really want you to be here celebrating with us so kind of providing that as an option of like if you don't mind paying for the room like we don't expect a gift in return we just want you to be here you know so then they feel like okay we're good with paying for the room but maybe there's not as much pressure about buying a gift. Right. So just kind of saving them somewhere. Um, there's just a lot of different ideas. I don't even know if that's even a great idea, to be honest. I was just kind of trying to give her some solutions, you know? So, yeah. And I think you've just really hit the nail on the head, Christina, with
1: the idea that of course, every wedding and every, um, couple that, we talk to and that are listening today are in completely different financial situations They're in completely different family vibes happening. They know their family and friends obviously better than we do. But the idea that you are communicative and you just say, hey, guys, this is what we can afford to do. We really right. want you there. But, you know, we have boundaries. We're not super millionaires. Uh, how How can we make this work? I feel like people would appreciate that sort of openness and transparency rather than, you know, being a bit shady about it. And I think it's really right. generous. But, you know, if you're offering accommodation and saying, we can help you get this far, I'm sure a lot of people will come to the party, literally, uh, and go, thank you so much. It's so generous. It's amazing. We're happy to do it. Or if they're not, they they can then maybe feel open enough to come to you and sort of say, look, unfortunately, this is beyond our limits. So, right. yeah, if you open the door, I think it gives people a lot more scope to actually come
0: back and say, oh, He's my situation. Right. And they don't feel the, like all this pressure. And then you don't have, you don't get in your head either. You don't get in your head about like, well, I wonder what they're thinking. Or then you also don't have your guests feeling like, oh, this is a lot. You know, like you're just having that open dialogue and communication. And let's all be real. Like we've all or have gotten married or going to get married at some point. You know, we're all understanding people. And yeah. if you're just up front, I think people also appreciate like the openness and the vulnerability aspect of it, of, you know, not pretending to be like, oh, we can do it all and we have it all together. And, you know, um, just that openness, I think um, they really look up to that, you know, and they appreciate that.
1: Also, I suppose we've missed a trick in the sense of talking about money and budgeting should really start with talking to your partner about your expectations of how much you think this day is going to cost. And I know everyone listening, including Christina and I, I think I can speak for both of us, would go, holy moly, we had no idea how fucking expensive weddings can be. You know, you kick off and you're like, I want this and I want this. And then you start to like put the spreadsheets together and you're like, I just never want to open that document ever again.
0: Let's just put yep. it in the track. Absolutely. I can't even think about it. I'm like, I don't even think about <laughs> how much we actually spent. No, thanks. Yes. And if you
1: are, if you are, I think that that moment of awfulness is really worth doing for everyone, because then you're actually having the conversation and you're seeing numbers, which, of course, it's easy to de- to deny numbers if you don't see them.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I felt like towards the end of ours, it was like, well, we've already spent this much. What's another little bit here, a little bit there? And that do not do that, by the way. That's really bad because then it just keeps adding up because you just keep saying a little here, a little there. Yeah, not a good yeah.
1: idea. <laughs> I always say, and it's the most basic, this is my most basic piece of bride chiller advice, and it's only going to cost you like two ninety nine from the store, and that is get yourself a notebook. Like yeah. I go old school, a pen, yeah. a pencil, and a notebook, And it's like, like if you're dieting and I'm not encouraging, is there some sort of emergency happening there, Christina?
0: Yes, there is. Oh my gosh. I was like, I really, and you know what I was just saying? I'm like moving to another room as fast as I can. You know what I was just thinking before we even did this? Um, I was like, oh, I really hope that. Because we, our office, so for everyone, you know, joining and listening to us, our office is like right in the heart of Broad Ripple in Indianapolis, Indiana. So it's like where all the hustle and bustle is. So it's like, (laughs) we're like, it's like, we literally like we're right above the Starbucks, our offices, and we can walk to about 25 restaurants. Everything is like right here. So we're right in the hustle and bustle. So literally like on the other corner of where we are is a fire station and before we even hopped on I thought about it I was like oh it won't happen only happens like (laughs) maybe once a day and of course I'm like listening to and I'm like running to the room like office across the hall from us because it's empty right now thinking like okay I can get there before (laughs) it's too late." so sorry everyone
1: (laughs) it's real it's hashtag real and uh, I suppose you could there's some hottie firemen or women across the road from you. So that is not a bad thing.
0: <laughs> I told you about we were just talking
1: about. <laughs> I, I was talking about my, I was on my notebook rant of saying oh, yes. you have, to, it's like being on a diet, not that we're encouraging dieting, but the idea that if you don't, if you're, if you are actually writing down what you put in your mouth or what you're taking out of your wallet, you can't deny uh, what you're spending. So I think that it's actually a really good thing to actually be, you know, to take ownership of what you're planning to spend. And and the easiest way to do it is to write it down, keep receipts. I know it's boring and I know that there are lots of great technologies out there to record money. But I feel like going old school, you're sort of forced to pick up the pen and write it down. You can't just go, oh, I'll put it in the app later on or I'll do this later. I feel like it's like an exercise of going, come on, stick
0: to it, make it happen. Right. No, that's so incredibly helpful, especially if you're a visual person, you know, like having, seeing, seeing all that and writing it down and going through that exercise just really helps you to hone in on, um, exactly where that money is going dang because it just happens fast <laughs> it, it, it's so it, it's just
1: like yeah watching things disappear it's a real magic mm-hmm. trick uh get ready if you haven't done it already broad chillers and grim chillers um christina i did you when you got engaged to your lovely and now husband matt did you sit down and do the money talk because i know we were a little rich and i were a little complacent to start off with
0: Yes, you know, and man, it hasn't even been that long. It's only been three year, three and a half years, no, four years since I guess we got engaged. But So I'm trying to think, um, we did talk about it, but I don't think we were specific enough to be completely transparent. I think we just kind of had this like number and we're like, okay, we're not going to go above that. But we just weren't. We just weren't specific enough. I mean, I guess we did talk about, okay, here are the things that are really important to us that are, like, non-negotiable that um we're, we're okay spending money on. So we did have that conversation. But then I just felt, like, the rest of it, we just weren't specific enough. So wow. I, I would, yeah, I would just dig deeper into that. And something else, not going back to the whole, I'm not trying to go back to the whole bridesmaids thing or groomsmen's thing. But then I also what would have been really great for me to do is write down how much my bridesmaids were spending, right? So like, how much is their dress? How much is hair and makeup? Like, how much are the shoes? You know, how much are they going to be spending on the bachelorette party? Like, even putting myself in their shoes and writing down what the expenses are for them, I think, would have been really helpful for me because something I would have done different. like, differently is um, I had all of my bridesmaids, I wanted them to all get their hair and makeup done. And then towards the end, I decided, you know what, if you want to get your your hair done, great. Um, you don't have to get it done though. So if you want to do it yourself, you want a friend to do it, you want your sister to do it, no problem at all. But like I'm going to provide the service, like a team, if you do want to get it done. Now, I did require everyone to get their makeup done because it was airbrush makeup and I got married in the summer. Something I would have done different is I would have maybe provided that as an option or just paid for it for them because right. it's kind of it's kind of a lot to expect your bridesmaids to get their makeup done and an airbrush is not cheap, right? Now, did the pictures come out amazing because we all had the airbrush makeup and it, it was like clear and, you know, like my photographer just honest, he was like, you've got to all do airbrush. Like the pictures are just going to come out even better. So it's like, okay, <laughs> we'll do it. You know, you just get, you do it. And, and it was, it all turned out fine. It all turned out great. But a big suggestion I would make is don't require, you know, the more of the traditional things, I guess that, that, that they pay for are going to be dress shoes and what else dress shoes. I don't think you should require hair and makeup. But again, that's up to you. And I've had friends pay for their, for a bridesmaid's dress because she was like still in college. Like she got married right out of college. So Mm -hmm. she still had some friends in college and, and her parents were nice. They were, were just amazing and, and just financially, not just amazing, but they just financially could afford to help her friends pay for the dress because her friends were still in college. So, so my whole point of the story is, is again, there's no rules to this. You just kind of have to figure out the dynamic and what's, what, what works, but definitely keep your bridesmaids in mind and, and, uh, and groomsmen and other family members and make, make it an exercise to write down exactly how much you're having that person spend Cause I think that will open your eyes and help you realize, you know, maybe there's some era, other areas we can cut out for them. Cause the financial, it's a big financial commitment too. So it totally
1: is a big financial commitment. I think a lot of the time people get so involved in the wedding planning process and not even on purpose. Become, you know, in their sort of zone, and don't don't realize what they're asking people to spend and to commit, and that can get really, you know, get into sort of a big sort of friction situation between friends and cause a lot of unnecessary shit that just shouldn't be done. And I want to talk to you more about that. And I also want to bring up the fact that there are countries, people in other countries listening, that have slightly different rules when it comes to paying for things, which is always confusing as a host. Hosting an international <laughs> show. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Brad Chiller podcast. I am joined by the lovely Christina, who is from plantheday.com. We're going to talk more about what Plan the Day is because you're going to use Plan the Day. I'm going to guarantee if you jump on board the Plan the Day train, you're not getting off, and it will help you uh, plan your wedding. Get your shit in gear. Put that on a t shirt, Christina. That's what you want, the publicity. (laughs) Alicia says, (laughs) get your shit in gear. I mean, that's very good. Time. Oh, that's what you come to expect. Come to expect from Alicia from the Bride Chiller podcast more after this. We are talking all about money how to allocate your money, not actually the physical allocation, but more about how to talk about money. And when you're asking other people to come on board and spend some cash associated with your wedding, uh, it can get a little tricky. Before the break, we were talking about bridesmaids. And Christina, you brought up a really good point about paying for, um, for bridesmaids and groomsmen stuff. And I know in Australia sometimes, and I know in the UK, sometimes the bridesmaids pay for their own dresses. I've right. certainly been in weddings where you pay for your own stuff. So I will say if you are in that situation, it's really important that you, and it's probably important to say the same thing for people in America and Canada as well, but to be mindful of your financial situations of your your people because... I, I know I've been broke. I've been a bridesmaid and I've been like dirt broke and really struggled to contribute to what I needed to contribute to and put stuff on my credit card, which is bad. <laughs> it sucks because you don't want to go, oh, by the way – with your seven hundred dollar dresses, and I, you know, people do this, and it sort of sucks because it's like, yeah, that's a great dress, but would I spend seven hundred bucks on a dress that I don't get to choose? Probably not. And right. you know, it's really hard to be able to go to a group when everyone's like, "Woo, yeah, we're all bridesmaids, yeah, yeah," and then by going, actually, I've got no money, uh, and you, you know, it's you sort of feel shame, and it can feel really awful. So, I think it's important to be mindful of everyone coming from different financial. Situations that you might not even be aware of, I suppose.
0: Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you. And the traditional route is very much the bridesmaid pays for their dress, their shoes, and it's pretty much, I guess, the attire, and then as well as they help plan a bridal shower and then also the bachelorette party. And you have to think that they also have to pay – to stay wherever the bachelorette party is and then if they're hosting the bridal shower, not at their home, somewhere else, there's a cost to that. So it really can't just add up very, very quickly besides them just paying for their attire. Cause that's more of the traditional route, right? Um, and then the non traditional route is you just kinda of figure figure out your family dynamic, like like I already mentioned you know, already mentioned one of my girlfriends' parents could help pay for the dresses because the girls just graduated from college. So financially, it was just really hard for them, right? So so again, there's just, just a lot of, man, again, there's just no rules, right? Like, yeah. I, and, and there's no right or wrong. I think no rules is not, you know, that's a part of it. But I think what's important for for people to note is that there's no right or wrong. And traditional is great. And then non-traditional is great too. There's no right or wrong. You just have to do... What works best with your family and your dynamic? Um, You know your family and your friends best. so
1: I suppose one area we probably should talk about, and maybe we're just shooting the breeze because, again, there's no right and wrong and every family is going to have a different opinion. But when it comes to financial contributions from family members, I get so many questions about the idea of if my parents or my mother-in-law or my great auntie Gladys... They probably don't exist anymore. They're probably all dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they kindly offer cash, does that give them some sort of, I don't know, totalitarian leader style power over our wedding? And look, this is a really tricky situation. I've oh got my, my thoughts on it. I <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it gets me in
1: trouble. This opinion gets me in trouble sometimes because – I can't come to all your homes individually, although Christina and I are available to tour. Uh, Yeah, we are. (laughs) Yeah, we we, we will happily come to your homes and sit down with family and hash this stuff out because it gets complicated when there's cash involved. So I know traditionally, and I don't want to jump in because you're an American, Christina, and you Americans, I love you all so much, but you do things slightly differently to my hood in Australia. But sometimes in America, well, I'm going to let you talk about this. It means that the parents have a bit of power and that that's orcs.
0: hmm. Yes. Mm. So besides me living in America, I am also Puerto Rican. So, um, my, the Puerto Rican culture is very traditional, very, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just kind of how the culture is. Right. So, it was, it's funny that we bring up this topic because it was kind of a big reason why Matt and I, my my sweet hubby, decided to pay for a majority of our wedding. Uh-huh. We didn't want to feel that because my family's Puerto Rican and more traditional, we felt that if we had them pay for a majority of the wedding, we wouldn't, have as much of the decisions if that makes sense Mm -hmm. whether that's right or wrong right and and I think we could have even if maybe and really financially from a financial standpoint we are we're able to be fine paying for the majority of the wedding at that time it was it was fine and my parents had two you know two of my sisters were still in college so we didn't really expect a whole lot from my parents so it ended up just working out that way which worked out perfect but um I will say, you know, I'm a believer in it's you and your significant other's big day. Oh. You know, this is your one day that you get, right? And it, the decisions should really be up to you, too. And, and I honestly think that if my parents were to have paid for a majority of it, we would have just had to sit down and have that tough conversation of here's how we feel and here's yeah. why – it's important to us to make these decisions together. And we're going to, and we welcome your input, but it doesn't mean that we're going to do it all right. And we did, you know, we had my parents come to the you know, the food tasting because food's really important to them and food's really important to us. We had my mom come to the cake tasting. And so we had them involved in some aspects of it, you know, the fun aspects of it, I felt like. The fun things that, like, hey, it's food involved and my family loves food. So, yeah, why not? We'll bring them to all the food tastings. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's happy when there's food around, right?
1: <laughs> of course. It's great. I feel like they're involved. Like you said, if you're giving them a little bit of uh... – You know, I always say allocate areas. And if you have a specific need that you want filled that you don't think necessarily is your parents' wishes, as I'm totally on board with what you're saying, Christina, you should. it's your day. This is like the day. You go, this is my day. Let's just do it. But if you know that there's a specific aspect that your parents aren't going to fund, like through their opinions or whatever, say, hey, we are going to pay for the music because we want to have some dirty gangster rap. And you go, great. Mama's not paying for that or we're going to pay for it. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's such that's such a good point. I think if you if you really lay it out, like we've talked a lot about in this podcast already, if you just really lay out what's important to you, what your tastes are, what you want, and then it differs from your family that may be helping out with the wedding, then just communicate that with them and just say, hey, This is what's important to us, you know, and this is why. And it's not even saying, I think it's what's most important is saying why it's important to you. Yes, yes. And getting to that deeper connection and that deeper level of why this is so important to you. Because guaranteed, if I would have came to my parents and been like, this is why this is so important to me and Matt, they would have been like, Okay, You know, like we understand, you know, like if you just get to that emotional level and which is hard to do sometimes, you know, and it's hard to have those tough conversations. But if you get to the really deep root of why you're making certain decisions and why that's important to you, even if you feel you shouldn't have to explain it. I think it, it helps for that openness and it helps for that communication. And so there's no ill will, you know, so they don't feel like, like they don't feel hurt. Right. Cause, yep. cause they're just excited. You know, if they, if they have really strong opinions about certain things or they feel if they're paying for a certain part of it and they feel it should be a certain way, it's because they just care they just honestly really, really care. And they're so excited. So if you can kind of take a step back and, and just have that conversation, um, that can go a long way.
1: I couldn't agree more. And this is why you're fabulous. Now, can we talk about plan the day and, uh, do a super spruik because I love it and I want my brad chiller's my broad chillers. Again, ownership. I need to get a control of my power. Uh, I love like my people. <laughs> I have
0: little power. Um, the community, I think, would really lo- love to learn more about it. So let's go. So Plan the Day is an online wedding planning app that's going to help you plan your wedding from beginning to end. So the best way I love to explain it is it's like a big binder. But you don't have to lug it around. You're not forgetting it at a restaurant. I've had someone seriously do that and tell me they were in tears. Um, You get to have it online and on the go. So it's your online wedding planning binder on the go. Everything online. You can access it from your phone, your computer, your tablet. So as you're on the go, you're just getting shit done. (laughs) Yes. Again, we're going to put it on a T-shirt. It's going to be the new thing. I don't know. I can see that
1: stripped across the screen. Just getting shit done. We haven't got time to not get shit done.
0: Absolutely. And you get to invite people in. I think that's another huge key piece that um, how Plan the day is different from what else is out there yep. is You can invite your mom in. You can invite your sister. You can invite your DJ and photographer whenever you're ready to invite them in so they can see the timeline and itinerary so they're not asking for it. 10, 15 times, because trust me, that will happen. <laughs> drove mm-hmm. me nuts. Um, so really, you invite the people you want to invite in when you're ready to invite them in, and you give them access to what you want them to give them access to. So completely customizable. You still have complete control over what's going on. And
1: what is great, and what perfectly ties into our topic today, is that if you are sharing the financial costs of this stuff with Ma and Pa or others. Uh, others, as we would say at the top of the show. is um, <laughs> a, a great way to do it because you could say, all right, here are some invoices, here's some documentation, here's whatever communications that have come from these vendors. This is the great. pricing. I'll share it with you. Uh, you can great. see we're all being transparent. I think that's great. And it's a really comfortable way to put it all in one place without having to email them 40 freaking documents
0: right exactly yep all right there hop on look at what you need to look at get shit done hop off you feel good you don't feel like things are just all over the place right you don't feel like you have to track all these emails and so we've worked very very hard and are making some big strides so 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 far so good it's been fun and a challenge too it's a business every business is challenging So.
1: and you know and and you know what's great i've got so many sort of messages saying to me uh, that you know that they feel empowered by when Uh, myself our guests talk about being strong female entrepreneurs and that's something I know you and I share a passion for and just really learning as much as we can and filling our brains with information to try and run our businesses in a great way and also enjoy it because that's why we do it and that's so great to have that connection with you because I say it every time we do our mastermind sessions together how much I enjoy your company and I'm motivated by you so thank you for sharing your motivation with
0: my peeps. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on the show. And it's been great to be on here. And I hope that all you bride chillas and groom chillas and others have really <laughs> enjoyed it too. And it's been a huge pleasure. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, it's absolutely my
1: pleasure. And if we want to get in touch, if, do we have any special deals going that we can entice people
0: in? Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> Alicia and I have, um, a partnership. So all bride chillas and Groomchillas get 50% off plan the day. Uh, yeah, it's very special because I love Alicia and I love all your chillas and Groomchillas. <laughs> Only for you guys. So yes, it is 50% off. And what is, isn't the code? Did we did we decide on bride chilla? Is that right? I think that should be the code. If it's not the code, that is the code let's say that it's the code now it is bride (laughs) chiller just so y'all know that's the code
1: (laughs) Christina the tech genius will go and make that work
0: oh yeah I'll do that here in a second no worries got that that. so you can get 50% off uh the plan of the day
1: uh package and also I'm offering 25% off the subscription yearly subscriptions of bride chiller so if you would like to listen to the entire back catalog that's like 280 episodes I don't know how many hours that is. It's hundreds of hours. I don't know. It's, it's more hours than Rich would put up with listening to me. So gold medal for all of you. Uh, use the code word koala, as in koala bear, and uh, you will get the discount. There it is. Thank you, lovely lady.
0: Thank you. Bye, everyone. See you next time. Happy days.
1: The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right?